So welcome to the Expert Edge. Uh, today, we're going to be having a conversation all about overcoming self-doubt. And I have got three proven principles that I've applied in my life to overcome self-doubt. Now, a bit of an update. We uh, had a really great intake of Self From Stage Academy and Self From Stage Elite level uh, just recently. So if you are a new student, I wanted to welcome you and just acknowledge you for overcoming your self-doubt and being on that journey to go, you know what, I'm going to better myself. I'm going to step into a new identity. I'm going to step into this next level of bringing my message to the world. So first of all, I want to acknowledge you for that. If you aren't on the wait list, make sure you jump on the wait list for Self From Stage Academy because it only opens up a few days a year and you can just go to selffromstageacademy.com. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Now, today's session is going to be hot. Uh, I just recorded it and there was honestly a few moments where I was like, damn, that is good content. Uh, so, because I just know that so many of you, including myself, as I've been on this journey, have struggled with self-doubt and a real fear around who am I to be an expert? Who am I to step into this expert space and really lead my industry? And I've been on a massive transformational journey to the point of, I never honestly used to see myself as a leader at all, a leader at all. And now I get to lead market leaders and coach market leaders. And so the reason why I share that is because I want to encourage you that it is possible to change your identity, to step into a new level of contribution and to really overcome the fears and doubts that you experience. So let's get into the podcast today. I think it's going to be a blessing. Make sure you subscribe and uh, do a post on Instagram in your stories and tag me with what your takeaway was. Because I just, honestly, I just love hearing uh, when this has made an impact. It genuinely blesses my heart. So if you do get a chance, take a snapshot, share it in your stories, tag me, and uh, I'll really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy the conversation all about overcoming your fears. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. All right, so let's talk about all things self-doubt. You know, I think that as an expert, your self-doubt or that part of your ego, the fear that comes up, the anxiety, the lack of belief that comes up, you know, I think that's all part of the process. And first of all, I want you to acknowledge yourself that if you feel that fear, that you are normal. In fact, I think if you don't feel the fear, it's probably an indicator that there's potentially something wrong with you psychologically. <laughs> now, don't take that as, a, as an absolute truth. But what I'm saying is that other than being a psychopath, a sociopath, other than being that, everyone else is going to feel a normal sense of fear, right? And so if you feel fear, I want you to know that that is completely normal. And I think that fear is actually one of your most important friends as you make decisions and as you move forward in your expert business. But I also want to acknowledge this, is that the fear that you feel is the thing that can hold you back. It's the thing that can stop you from going bigger on that next promotion, you know, trying for more people in your next webinar, spending more money on your Facebook ads. It's the fear that actually stops you. And so this conversation, I want to share with you three big ideas that 
uh, when I think about my process in growing in and overcoming my fears, these are three things that I've found to work well. And this is a combination of some of the training that I have done as a life coach, NLP practitioner and therapist, uh, and also just you know growing my expert business, moving countries, uh, getting to coach you know, literally the biggest names in the world and, you know, becoming someone in the industry who people look to for overcoming their fears. And I I've really have to acknowledge, first of all, is that it, it didn't start there. You know, what, what you see in our business, what you see as a front in our business is the culmination of 13 years of working on this stuff. And so I really want you to realize and get some perspective, first of all, of you know of your journey and where where that's at and everyone has such a unique journey and I think we all have these fears that that come up for us that really uh, shape who we are I know for me in my first job uh, I was working for a company and it was a commercial real estate corporation and I'd just come out of university and I had all these intentions of you know, being successful in my career. And so it's my first job ever, you know, I'm like my first serious job. Do you remember that? And uh, so I'd come out of university. Uh, I'm in this marketing role. I was really excited about it. And I remember about six to eight months into that role, uh, that excitement had definitely disappeared and had gone to an absolute dread. I remember going into uh, work every day uh, about 7 a.m. in the morning, on the train coming in from Sydney and I would hit the tunnel and it was this moment where the whole train would just go black and I'd feel this this sense of uh, just fear essentially and dread coming over me to know that I had to go into work one more day and face another day of my boss of my colleagues of the work that I was doing and and was obviously not very good at uh, and I remember it came to a point where my, my even my manager pulled me aside and she took me out for, you know, for a coffee. Now, at the time, I thought she was just being nice, uh, but she was actually performance managing me. And I didn't realize that. And and I remember they gave me like a formal letter and was like, you know, Colin, <laughs> you know, your the quality of your work is is not up to par of where we needed. And it was just such a rude shock because I thought, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to go so well in this job. And I remember coming out of that experience and I I realized that, hey, if, if I don't get out of this job uh, myself, then they're going to kick me out of this job. And I, and I didn't want to get kicked out. So I, so I remember I resigned and uh, finishing that job, I just felt like an absolute failure, like an absolute failure. And I remember I had this phrase going through my head, which was, uh, I have wrecked the foundation of my corporate career. Because what ended up happening was I remember going and looking for more jobs. And I remember I got to the final interview of a particular job and, and, they, and they said to me, hey, we, you know, we need a reference for your last place. And I gave a reference and, and they just weren't happy with the, uh, the connection of that reference to me because I knew that if I gave my manager or gave my director, they may not give me a great, <laughs> great reference. Uh, and so what happened was I ended up, you know, giving my manager over, uh, giving my director's details over and the very thing that I was hoping wouldn't happen did happen. She gave me a really bad reference. And I remember the recruiter comes back to me and he's like, he's like, dude, he said, Colin, or they call me Cole in Australia. They call me Cole. Hey, Cole, 
everyone calls me Cole. And they're like, Cole, what, what just happened with that reference? You, you just blew the whole job. So obviously the recruiters, you know, he's he's annoyed. He's he's paid off. And I'm and I'm just feeling like an absolute failure. And so once again, it's just another reinforcement of that I've destroyed my corporate career. Uh, and I remember that moment, I, you know, probably for a couple of years, to be honest, really had to work through that that fear that came over me, that la- that real sense of self-doubt of that I could actually do something with my life. Uh, and I look back on that moment now, and to be really frank, that was one of the greatest gifts in my career that I could have ever had. Because it was through that experience, through that challenge, that difficulty, that you know, so-called failure, that I worked out that I did not want to work in a company like that and did not want to do the type of job that I was doing. And so for me, it, it turned into the greatest gift, the greatest guidance that I could have ever, ever experienced. But at the time, th- that wasn't how I felt. I felt like an absolute failure. And, and, and so maybe you, maybe you've been through some challenging experiences in your life and, and maybe you've worked through some of them and maybe you haven't. And for the ones that you haven't, I know that there is just as much as there was a challenge, a difficulty that you went through, there is also as big a size, a gift. It's a universal law that you cannot have the darkness without the light. That, that on the other side of the darkness, there is just as much equivalent light that you can experience in that, in that, in that challenge. And so for me working through that process and right now, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am right now leading thousands of people around the world, uh, you know, coaching incredible leaders in this industry, speaking on massive stages, speaking to thousands of people at a time. Honestly, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for going through that experience of being, you know, performance managed, having to quit at the last minute to get out to save my, you know, save my save face in a sense and not have, you know, being fired on my resume. But but if I didn't gone through that experience, if I hadn't gone through that experience, I, I wouldn't have what I have right now. And so I'm just so grateful for going through that. But to get to that place of being grateful and realizing the lesson and and using it as a leverage tool, uh, you really have to go through a process. And so I want to share with you three ideas that really helped me go through that process. And if you're experiencing self-doubt, maybe you maybe it's self-doubt of you. It's like, who am I to be an expert? Who am I to bring this message to the world? Uh, to be really frank, I felt like that as well before I started Self From Stage Academy. I really did. Like on the on the brink of starting Self From Stage Academy, I was asking the negative side of like, who am I to do this, right? And I went through a transition now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't not do this. You know, I feel like the the way that we teach our, our methodology of selling on a virtual or a live stage I'm like, it's so unique and powerful and just changes people's lives. And so I'm like, of course, this is the thing I'm supposed to do. But but like, to be really frank, before that, I was like, who am I? And I moved to that point of who am I not to? Who am I not to be like this person, right? Like, I was like, why not me? As opposed to asking who am I, I started asking why not me? And so that's the process I want to take you through today in our conversation. So the first big idea is this is when it comes to your fears, I want you to do this. I want you to, to thank them. And so you heard me right. I want you to thank them. Because in, in some weird way, and, and this is going to make a lot of sense, in a unique way, your fears have kept you safe and kept you 
somewhat stable in the version of who you are in your identity up to this point. The fears that you have, that you experience on, on a daily basis, those fears are the things that keep you stable, they keep you safe. And in fact, you may have had to develop some of those fears from your childhood, some of those beliefs from your childhood to keep you physically and emotionally safe. And so I, I want you to acknowledge that those fears, as much as they restrict you now, were actually a very important part of your journey of, of staying safe as a person, maybe as a young child, maybe as a young adult. Those fears and those beliefs that you created, and some of you created them very young, maybe you were three, maybe you were five, maybe you were nine, you had some experiences. And those beliefs and those fears were very important to your psychological and some of you even physiological safety. And so I want you to acknowledge those fears and thank them. Because those parts of you, and it's just, by the way, it's just a part of you. That part of you, if you study anything around parts psychology or parts integration, we realize that you know a healthy individual has up to nine to 15 different parts of them that come out, that show up at different contexts and different experiences. But that part of you that, that has so much fear within you is a very important part of you, isn't it? It's a very important part of you experiencing uh, safety psychologically, emotionally, and even physically for some of you in your life. And it's been very important, but maybe over the last couple of years, maybe even over the last decade, that, that psychological construct of what you created when you were younger is actually not serving you to go to the next level, is it? Like it served you really well when you were younger and you can see now, and it makes so much sense of why that part of you was important but you're starting to realize, aren't you, that going to the next level is, is going to require a different identity, a different psychological construct of who you are and how the world works. And so at the start of this, it's really important to show love, appreciation and gratitude for that fear, that part of you that kept you safe. And so why don't you go and do that now in your own way? Why don't you do that now? And as you imagine that person, that young person of when you first learnt that fear, why don't you give that person some love? Give that part of you some acknowledgement, some love, some care, some appreciation and thank it. Thank it for doing what it did for you and creating the breakthroughs or should I say creating the safety that it gave you when you grew up. And that was a very important part of you, wasn't it? Now, that part of you doesn't have to disappear. But as you mature, as you grow as an entrepreneur, as an expert, as a, as a personal brand, that part of you needs to mature as well. And it usually matures through bringing out a, a different part of you. A part of you that that shows up in maybe a more courageous version of yourself. And so I know for me, you know, heading into maybe a promotion or a launch, I know I can't look to that old part of me of where I was in my first job and failing 
and feeling like an idiot in my life. I can't look to that part of me when I'm thinking about, you know, leading four, five, six thousand people in a webinar. Like I can't look to that part of me. If I look to that part of me, do you know what it's going to say? It's going to say, Colin, you can't do this. You don't have it within you. You don't have that capacity. That, that's what that part of me is going to say. So what I must do is I must recreate, which is the second point. I have to recreate my identity. I have to recreate and bring out the other parts of me that are the gateway, the doorway to accessing all of me. And what happens is some of you have only experienced a certain number of parts of you. And what's phenomenal, what's fascinating is part of this journey of, of reaching your goals is that it requires you to experience a greater expression of yourself. And as you mature into that, as you bring out those parts of you, you experience a bigger life. You experience a deeper sense of self. You experience more of who you are. And so for me, the second point, the second principle I want to, want to reinforce in this conversation today is that, is that you would bring out the, the more courageous part of you, the leadership part of you. The, what, what does that represent and look like? Now, the most important part of it for me is I start with what are the words, the beliefs that that part of me says, that that part of me reinforces, and so for me, going back to that question of, you know, the old part of me, the scared part says, you know, who am I to do that? Where the courageous part of me says, you know, who am I not to do that? It says, why not me? Right? It says, why not me? And some of you have been too fearful to acknowledge that question of why not me? You've asked yourself the question of who am I to be that? but you haven't asked yourself on a strong enough basis, why not me? And so the second process of this is really mentally going, why not me? Like, why not you, right? As a human being, as a physical, emotional, spiritual human being, every single person has the same value. At, a, at their core, I'm not talking about bank account. I'm not talking about relationship status. I'm not talking about what clothes you have. As a human being, every single person has the same value. We are a human being. We are a spirit embodied in a human being. And all of us have the same value. And so why not you? Like, why not you? Right? Because the way that you view yourself are simply labels, experiences, and constructs that you have created through the journey that you've been on in this life. But why not you? Like, why not you to run a webinar that does $100,000? Why not you to run a million-dollar business? Like, why not you? And let me be really honest and frank. I mean, I'm honest the whole time in this conversation, but let me go to another level. When you get to meet and work with and experience like I have and many of you have at the top levels of this industry, these people are no different to everyone else. The big difference that people have at the top levels of this industry is they've simply just said to themselves, I want it to be me. They've said to themselves, I'm going to make it me, right? They've said to themselves, of course, why wouldn't it be me? That's all they've said. And out of that experience, they have acted. They've taken action on that experience. 
Now, this identity change, this identity shift is not necessarily easy work. You know, I'm not going to fluff it over for you and go, oh, it's the easiest thing you'll ever do. No, in fact, it's probably one of the hardest things you'll ever do. But what's the opposite of not going through that hard, difficult experience? Like what, what's, the, what's the opposite of that? Not experiencing your full life, not reaching your full potential, getting to the end of your life and looking back and going, you know what? I could have been so much more. I'm nowhere, even nowhere near my potential of what I, I haven't even touched on it. Like for me, that is more painful than the pain of working through and embracing a new identity. I think it's, you know, um, Jim Rowan, bless his soul, who said, you experience one of two pains. It's either the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And the pain of discipline is much lighter than the pain of regret. But some people think that they're going to wait and experience the pain of regret and go, oh, that won't be this bad. That will be worse than the pain of discipline. And so let me encourage you as someone in my community, experience the pain of discipline because the pain of discipline right now in this next season will be so much lighter and have such incredible ROI compared to the pain of regret. And that's honestly my biggest fear. My biggest fear is that I would get to the end of my life and look back and go, you know what? I didn't go for it. It's the reason why we moved our family from Australia to the US. When I looked at my life, and this is not for everyone, but for us, we were like, if we don't at least give this a go on a massive level, I'm going to look back on my life and feel like I didn't live big. That was my greatest fear. And so we did it. I didn't know whether it was going to work out. And so I had no flipping clue. In fact, we had no clients in the US and I had a really great business in Australia. Like from a logical sense, it was ridiculous. It was dumb on a logical sense, but from a calling sense, from a sense of purpose in my life, I knew that it was, it was the pathway to becoming a bigger version of myself. And so I embraced that part of me and thought, why not me? Other people have done it. They're no more valuable than I am as a person. Why not me? And I went after it. And that's my second encouragement for you is to ask that question, why not you? Like, why not you, right? That's the second thing. And the third thing is this. This is the third secret. And I, I watch people who really experience growth as a personal brand in this, in this industry. And this is what they do uh, as an entrepreneur. They do short bursts of going beyond their old identity. They do short bursts of stepping in to their new identity. And so what that means is, let me give you an example of that. I know for me, when I first started running webinars, Spending $2,000 on a webinar freaked me out. Like, th- like to think about I would spend and risk $2,000 on a webinar was so scary. And I remember I did it a few times and I was thinking, oh my gosh, okay, $2,000, I can work with $2,000. And it was like, think of it like a webinar is a great example, like a promotion or something like that. It's a short burst, right? It's a short burst of, of breaking through an old belief. So for me, I had a lot of fears around money. And every day I used to freak out about money. And to be honest, I don't freak out about money belly at all ever now. Like it's very rare for me. And if I do, I can bring myself back. And actually, my wife um, said to me the other day, we're having a conversation. She said, I feel like we used to talk about your money fears every single day. This was like, you know, four years ago. And she said to me the other day, she was like, 
I don't think you've even brought up a fear around money for as long as I can remember. Like how crazy is that? And so that's a really cool encouragement for you is that you can work through these things. And you've got to understand, you've got to understand this. For me, I used to be fearful about losing all of our money and losing everything every day. Like it was like debilitating. This for me was what I got brought up with. Like in terms of my thinking, this was something that I, I just learned uh, as I grew up, right? And, and then as an entrepreneur, I had to grow and shift and change. And so for me now, when I think about, if I was to spend $2,000 on a webinar, like honestly, I would think, what's the point in even running the webinar if I'm only spending $2,000 on ads, <laughs> right? Where back in the day, that was, that was a big stretch for me. And so the reason why I'm saying this is that one of the secret sources to expanding into the next level of your life and breaking and overcoming fear and self-doubt is doing short bursts of your new identity. And what happens is you'll learn and gather evidence, new evidence to remind you that you are a bigger version. You have bigger versions of who you are and how you've been showing up to that point. And so for me, I went, you know, like, let's say it's 2000 and then next one, like maybe it's 10,000 and then 20,000 and then 40,000 and then 60,000 and then 80,000. And like, as I've gone up in, you know, spending money on things, it just becomes normal. And then what happens is it's, it's like this kind of this breathing, if you imagine it's like this big lung capacity and it, and you take this deep breath and you hold it and then you let it out. And then the next breath, you can actually draw in more oxygen and then you let it out. And then the next breath, you can like draw in more oxygen. And it's like your lung capacity to handle stuff just grows and develops. And so this is the third secret that most people don't do is maybe they acknowledge their fears. Maybe they, maybe they, you know, start to create some new beliefs, but those new beliefs don't become real to them, like truly real on a, on a, on a visceral level, on an identity level. They don't become real because they don't do enough short bursts of their new identity. Gosh, as I say that, damn, that's a good, good point. <laughs> don't you love it when I impress myself on my own podcast? But it's true. It's, you do short bursts of your new identity and you will become your new identity. But let me tell you this, you are going to have to experience the pain of that discipline front end. But what's cool is once you develop that pain and you go through it or you go through that pain, it actually becomes a lot less painful the next time to the point of actually starts to become easy, comfortable and enjoyable. And so let's review these, these three ideas of overcoming your fears and your self-doubt is the first idea is you have to acknowledge the fear and thank it. And so many of you did that right now. And I trust that that's been valuable, first of all. The second thing is you need to recreate your new identity. You need to, from a language level, a belief level, start bringing out those different parts of you and creating the language that that new part of you would live by. And the third thing, is you need to do short bursts of that new identity. Those three things on a belief level, on an identity level, will change your life. And this for me lays the foundation for becoming a great speaker. It's the reason why I spend so much time when we, if you ever end up joining Self from Stage Academy, we spend quite a lot of time on mindset and, and what the beliefs are of great speakers, what the beliefs are you need to reinforce and recreating your thinking. 
And so I want to encourage you as part of this conversation today is that, you know, if you want to be a great speaker, if you want to run big webinars, if you want to run big promotion, if you want to be a leader in this industry, do these three things because these three things will form the foundation for you experiencing a big life. Hey, I hope this has been valuable. If it has, please subscribe if you aren't so you don't miss a beat as we unfold the podcast each week and do a review for me if uh, if you found this valuable. It really helps me out uh, because it just spreads the word and it makes the podcast rank better. So if you haven't yet, take 60 seconds, even if you have actually, to leave another review. I'd love to hear just what's been most valuable from our episode today. Hey, it's been a pleasure having this conversation. Make it a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.